Welcome to Immigrant Talk with your favorite host, the Joe Kino. I'm back again on episode two of uh, Immigrant Talk. Uh, today, our uh, topic is uh, coming to America. Uh, we have a special guest all the way from Jamaica, uh, my brother Lion. Uh, welcome on the show. Greetings, brother. Thank you, thank you. Good to be here. All right, uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, uh, life, uh, uh, how you saw coming to America, uh, what, your, uh, what you thought about it, then coming to America, what your experience was, and um, if you ever saw yourself being in America, and uh, why you was uh, in Jamaica, and, and what was your your view of America. Uh, I remember when I was uh, I was young, you know, my, my father came to, uh, to America when I was about three years old. And uh, uh, looking forward, so I always knew one day I was gonna come to America, but I just didn't know when, you know? So it's kind of like excitement, you know? Uh, so, I, so I just wanna Shit, I just share with us. For us, for me, Shit, coming to America was never even in the cards ever. Um, we never had any family here, so um, growing up, uh, all we knew about America was what we saw on TV, and um, like the idea of coming here was great, but the possibility of it was, you know, you normally hear. Uh, you come to America, you come to like an aunt, a brother, a sister, or some kind of family member. But for me, I was the first side of my family to to come here. So, uh, so you you technically the first generation immigrant. Yeah, so, so. for my for my side of the family. Um, but and then yeah, man, growing up, I used to like a lot of times used to hear kids uh, they would go away for the summer and then they come back when school starts in September. And you know, it's like when they when they go away, you don't see them for like two months, and they come back, you're excited to see them, you know, and talk to them or whatever. And then your head is like, man, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> they probably come back speaking like with accent now, like American. They used to show us like the one dollar bills or the five dollar uh, U.S. dollar money, and you know, was, yeah, I came from a poor place, so you know that even just the thought of Leaving Jamaica was no, a million miles away, man. It never, it was never possible in my head. And, uh, but shit, I got here, and you already know we finna crush it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's okay. So I, I remember, I remember I was, uh, I was, I was uh, talking to you one time. We we're traveling somewhere. And we're just reflecting on you know life back home. Mm -hmm. I remember you. Uh, I talked about uh, the story about this. The airplane. <laughs> Can you touch on it? Because <laughs> the reason why, because that, that's the reason for the show, right? Because yeah. I just want us like immigrants, like when I say immigrant talk, like we, the way we process things is different. Yeah. And, and when we move up in, in life in general, like the way we, we make decisions, the way we appreciate life is based on our experience growing up and just, and, and that's how we make decisions making forward, mm -hmm. you know? So, Sometimes this is the stories that we that we fall back on that push us yeah. through even on the dark days, you yeah. know. 
Shit, for me, uh, I got out of school in uh, like June 2005. And I, like, that was my graduating high school, but like years before that, I had a dream and we were talking about it. And the dream was basically me walking up, going on an airplane. So in, in the dream, you know, it was, I was going somewhere. I don't even remember where I was going, but I was going on a plane. And uh, the plane was outside on like a concrete pavement. And then it had like these long stairs that go up into the plane. And in the dream, and I got up into the plane, I went up on the, the, the tall stairs, and when I got up, then I had to go down <laughs> on, some, on some stairs, like... Different levels, different levels. Same level stairs that I went up in, I had to go down into the plane. And in the dream, Prior to me actually going on the plane, that's all I that's all I knew a plane was. <laughs> that's what your visualization of the plane so like. I walked up. And that's like the movie Soul Plane. I don't know if you've yeah. seen the Soul Plane that have like different yeah. levels, like a <laughs> double decker barge, yeah. but it's a double decker plane that he thought. When when I actually got a chance to go on the plane, and you know, the first part of it was right. I went up the stairs, and I was expecting to go down, and I went up and. Nah, everything was just one straight one lever. lever. <laughs> <laughs> one straight lever, and, you know. It's, it's, uh, it was a good experience. Um, you know, it kind of, you know, I, had, I was able to add some visualization and delete all of that. Oh, what you know dream before? Dream shit, you know, mm-hmm. all that dream shit. I was like, yeah, man, fuck, you know, and it's just one level. Even though I was sitting in the back of the plane, <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I yeah. was on it. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. plane ticket, right? Yeah, and I fought that first class. Yeah, so that 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 dream was with me for a long time because I had that dream. I felt like it was coming, like my, you know, like I had a dream of going on the plane. So you know, at some point, I even, before I even had a, a visa, so I was like, man, if that day come, I'd be hey, I'm gone, man. So the day came. Been crushing them ever since. So. Nice. So in in um so what so I fly when I was in Africa. So my mm-hmm. father between 1988 and like 2003, so my father visited twice, you know, in Nigeria. So so it was like I think those two times like a month each, and it was like oh uh, man, you know, fresh outfits, fresh gear. So it was like I grew up in a place where we didn't have nothing, but my status was this this goes to show our level of this mm-hmm. thing is my status was higher than people in my own community mm-hmm. and that's crazy right so people saw the i just knew that hey because my dad was in america this at some point in life i'm not gonna i'm gonna right, be out right. you know so there were people who was like looking up to him like man you know your dad's in america you know you're gonna leave here one day and I'm looking like we, I, that, man, we didn't even have anything. I mean, my dad is still trying to make sure. I mean, he was the only one that was here. And he was like, you know, taking care of almost a lot of people, like cousins, aunts, and everybody. So, and so these visions was, my visions of America was was from from the TV, you know, mm-hmm. like from, from the videos, you know, American videos. Uh, BET. BET. And, and our thing was music. You know, I remember yeah. one thing was like uh, when uh, 50 Cent G Unit came out, and that was like a big thing for like 
pop, you know, hip hop, and you know, and of course, Africa is big in hip hop, mm-hmm. man. That's how we, our vision. In fact, some people go around just making like. We're just playing around making American accent, right. whatever we think it is. What's that, man? You know, yeah, stuff like that, you know. So, uh, when, when the time came for me to go to America, you know, dad applied for visa and everything. And uh, uh, so, and so that, that would bring me to the next question. So, I'm just going to touch on my, a little mm-hmm. bit of my experience. So, so, my vision of America, like straight coming from, from television, Home Alone, you know, I remember Christmas was the thing. Uh, snow was a big thing, um, but coming to America, uh, I think I just started learning right from the beginning, from just being on the plane. So I was on a plane and, and uh, I, I fell asleep. You know, the, the mm-hmm. food time came around, so I fell asleep, and they never gave me food. So when I woke up, I, the smell woke me up. So I saw the lady was like two two rows in front of me. So in, in Africa, when we when we when we call people, you know, when people are selling things, we call them we we eat like we make it, pss, pss, you know, you kind of move your hand movement. Mm-hmm. The person turn around and you do like come come here type yeah, movement. So I'm doing, pss, pss, you know, pss, pss, and I'm starving. And uh, the lady eventually, she looked at me and then she came to me. That was the first lesson she taught me was like, hey, and uh, she's like, hey, listen, you don't call people. Like this, you know, in America, like you, you use, you say, excuse me. And at that time, I was not even, excuse me was not really a language that we really use like that. In, in, I mean, at least it's not something we use on the frequent, like, right. excuse me. It was just, so I was like, excuse me. It's like when you get to America, you better not call, you better not call anybody like that because they're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> you know, she kind of like, and then she like asked me, what do I want? And I'm like, oh, this is what I want. I'm like, oh shoot. So that was my first. She gave you some uh, food. She gave me, She probably gave me some food, man. Yeah, yeah. But like, it was it was gave my some food and a lesson. Like a lesson, you know, a lesson in life. Like, hey, when you get to America, don't just be calling anybody like that. And so that's what I knew. This whole American experience was gonna be that 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 that, that um, it was it's about to be <laughs> crazy because. We already see the, the differences in language barrier, communication barrier already, right? First leg. Uh, and uh, when I got to America, honestly, I wasn't really express, expressed by my first sights. Like, I think I, I had so much in my head from TV that when I, <laughs> my, my parents lived in South Boston, that when I got, when we're driving, I'm like, it was almost like, so this is, <laughs> this is it, you know? So that was my experience. So, what was the, yeah? What was your experience? I mean, my experience. Uh, we so my dad is uh, he works at a, a pretty prominent, or famous seafood restaurant in Jamaica, and um, so a lot of the people that work at the U.S. Embassy go down there to eat. And he cooks for them and stuff. So like, normally getting a visa in Jamaica, you gotta you gotta hope and pray, man. You go, you, you make the appointment, you pay the money, and you get there. And sometimes they tell you keep going. <laughs> and sometimes they come tell you come to the window, or they tell you keep going. Um, and when I got there, like as soon as I got there, the lady at the window saw Mister Mister. You know, he calls out my dad and uh, told, come on up and shit. Ain't got no questions. She ain't asked no questions. Step, step, step. Boom. 
got the visa. Man, people is like people are outside. They mad. They upset. Okay, you pay your money and you don't even get to talk to the assessor or whatever. I got that visa like right after high school, and I left Jamaica on July 31st. And um, I, my dad had a friend, a lady that lived in from, uh, Florida, and um, she said, "Yeah, I could, I could come stay at her." place or whatever because we like I said I have a family there so. so you so you come as American you didn't even have so yeah. obviously you're the first generation so you right. don't even know nobody nothing yeah nothing, nothing. so you come in <laughs> the, 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 the language was you know, English is the language in Jamaica so it's 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 not the dialect but it's the language so in Jamaica we talk patois and, um, but English is what if you're doing school or professional business you speak English but so we, f we left in the evening and we got to for the flight was short. It's like an hour, hour and a half. So we didn't even get a chance to get hungry. I didn't get a chance to go to sleep. I was so excited. I was on the plane. I had a window seat. I was like golden. Man. So I was watching the window the whole time. Nervous as heck. Um, and uh, we got to Fort Lauderdale. You know, you go through the whole custom stuff. and. Uh, and then the lady's son, I think, picked us up from the airport. He got to the house, and I mean, all I can say, my whole experience, I was just nervous. I didn't know where I was going, what was I, what I was going to do. Um, I was just nervous, for real. Like I wasn't going to anybody that I've ever known. No, so yeah, I was going there to start your life, pretty much. No, it was uh, my first time coming here was a visit. Oh, okay. I came to visit, and then uh, I came to visit in July. I went back to Jamaica in okay, December. Okay, I see. Yeah, I went back to Jamaica in December, and then when I got back to Jamaica, um, I did the prospects of a job because I had graduated high school, so I wasn't going back to school no more. And uh, daddy broke; he had no money, <laughs> so uh, and so the prospects of a job or a future other than becoming a fisherman or a farmerman. Wasn't there, and then um, December got back to Jamaica, and then in January, February, March, I came back to America in March, and I didn't go back after that. I uh, I did the immigrant thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know. I did the immigrant yeah, thing, right? Yeah, um, have yeah, to survive, right? Yeah, so yeah. I did the immigrant thing, where you know we we did what we had to do. Um, I got a job. Uh, driving a, a sweeper truck, like they basically pick up trash, um, and all that money I made, I I got a job. I was I had a diet. I used to buy a case of egg and a bread <laughs> and a bottle of apple juice, and I ate that for like six months straight. Um, and I saved up all the money, and then we did the immigrant thing and find somebody to to tie the knot, and um, you tie the knot at the courthouse do the paperwork and start filing and I got half the papers and um, yeah I didn't it took me like another year or so before I ever went back to Jamaica but that whole experience I did all those decisions I made was made with fear and 
there was no advice. I didn't have like people like people I know or people I could bounce information off of this like that. So that that brings me to like my, my next question, right? So that's that's a good good point right there. So I'm gonna tell you this. So I don't know how you felt or mm -hmm. what was your experience. When I came to America, right, I had even though I've seen movies with African Americans, mm -hmm. black people. They were so close in remembrance, resemblance that I thought that African American was just Africans who's been in America for a long time and like obviously just leaving, you know, just leaving America. So this is my experience. So I, I I grew up in South Boston, and so my first I think my first week, so I went to the train station, man, and and I'm there waiting for the train to come to, and I saw a couple of guys come to, so another guy, I'm like, all right, man, I'm looking at them, they're black. Black of me, not blacker than me. And ah man, I was like, whoa, yeah, we got brothers in here. Gotta be my, the brothers from you know from my place. You know, I was so excited. So I went to this guy. I was like, yo, this is crazy, man. I went to the guy. I said, hey, bro, you know, you know my thick African accent there. Man, where, where are you from? And the guy was like, look at me. He said, I'm from uh, uh, Jamaican place. Yeah. So it's like. In Boston, I said, No, 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 what, what, what part in? I mean, in back home in the motherland, where you from? You make yo, the guy look at me, yo, yeah, my eyes are crap out of me, man. Say, Yo, do I look off? Do I look fucking African to you? The fuck, man, yeah, what the fuck is wrong with this dude, man, coming at me, asking me, Yo, I am from the fuck. Do I? <laughs> I was so embarrassed because my own mentality was like, Every black person. Right. Was from Africa, you know. That that was my first, another second learning, right? That was mm -hmm. the first one I was on the plane. It's the second lecture now. Uh, this is uh, knowing that, hey, that's when I really understand it. That African America, we look very close in remembrance. I mean, that's why, yeah, obviously, you know, ancestors are from Africa. But not everybody here was actually directly, and at that time, you know, at this present day from Africa. You know, that was kind of like, oh, man. Shoot, so not everybody's from you know Africa. It was kind of like an embarrassing moment for me because everybody was looking at me. A guy was cussing me out like, hey, what the fuck? I, do I look fucking African to you? The fuck, man? Yo, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? You know? And uh, yeah, that was that was one of the experiences. Um, I, I don't know if you had any similar experience. Yeah, I mean, uh, if I look back, like, be like, yeah, I, coming here, I have no experience like that because. Um, when I got the, the job on the super truck, I kind of I worked at night, slept all day. I worked at night, slept all most of the day, not all day, but worked at night, twelve hour shift, um, getting dog money, man, dog pay. Like this dude was, this dude was paying because we didn't have papers at the time. So if you don't have papers, I pay you whatever I want. Like an under the table type yeah, pay. Yeah, under the so, table. Yeah. So, um, and then you know, it, it, uh, eventually. Got the papers and I was able to go back home. But um, being here, I, I, never, I was kind of quiet too. You know, I, like, I, if and it's, it's kind of part of a Jamaican custom. Like if I if I don't know you, even if you have on something that identifies you as yeah. Jamaican, I don't even approach you. So yeah, I guess that, that's kind of like two different. Like for my place, it's more like. It's almost like I'm in, in Nigeria. Like Nigerians are always like it's almost like a, a pride of mm -hmm. it's a prideful thing where like when you see another guy that's from your place, you always identify like brother. 
you know, you're from Nigeria. The guy said, hey, you know, you give him a dap and stuff like that. So at that time, and, and this is going to show this whole personal space and privacy in America, which I was not used to. I was used to like, hey, if I see someone that look like me, I'm going to approach you and say, bro, where you from? And the guy identified where he's from. From there, we maybe will form a little kind of relationship knowing that this guy's from the same place, you know? Mm-hmm. And because we live in South Boston, it was like pretty much Italians and Irish people that live there. So I didn't really know too much, you know, Africans in the area. Right. And so any black person that I saw, I dev- remember I'm talking like a week, I'm just a week into America, and I'm talking about these people look the same. Our features is heavy in there, you know? So I can tie them to some tribe in, 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 in my in my in Nigeria, you know, so that's the way I because usually when I see somebody, I can tell like yo, this guy's from like a Yoruba tribe in my place, or this guy's like Uba, Igbo, or you know, stuff like that. And so, and they'll have these features that kind of tie. I was like, yo, this guy's definitely Nigerian. And I think now it's easy for me to identify now because I can tell who it was African and he was African American, even with those features. Because at that time, it was just a blur, and it, the skin was what was tying me to. Yeah, like in Jamaica, it's different, man. Like, the Jamaican model is out of many white people. Like, there's, like, you, you don't have a certain color or a certain, like, ethnicity in Jamaica. Like, you go to Jamaica, there's white, like uh, it's hard. That's why I never. That's why we don't kind of approach somebody that has on something that represents Jamaica because you don't know if they are like uh, just somebody who likes the country. Or so we, we kind of and you will see white people who have the Jamaican stuff on. So you don't know if he's Jamaican. Jamaican. But a lot of times they are. It's uh, like rapping. I know yeah, a lot of people rap. Yeah, so they have. Dreads or they into the music and they just rep the you know rep yeah, the, like the, the, the Jamaican uh, you can't you can't if you put ten Jamaicans one Chinese you know like they, they can come in all size shape and form and color so because of the way the Jamaican culture is people come down and then they're not leaving <laughs> you come to Jamaica you're not leaving you establish you, your you, life you there. establish your life and you're now you if you if you're a Chinaman. And now you have all your kids there. Your kids grow up Jamaican Chinese. They speak the language. They look Chinese, but they speak like the local. They grew up there. They went to the school there. And even white people from Europe, they go there. People that come from like Denmark, Scandinavia, and Scandinavian countries and stuff, they go down there. They now they, they stay, or they will they will primarily live in Jamaica. But they go back and forth to where but their kids grew up. So no, they can okay. be white, Indian. Um, okay, like my experience coming here was yeah. was good. To me, it was good. Um, and I, I, you know, looking back, I, I don't think I would. I mean, all, the primary thing I, I gained from my experience was doing everything with fear. And, I mean, yeah, first generation, you're doing everything the first time, mm-hmm. and you you literally out here pretty much trying to pave the way for the right. next generation, your family, and so you're doing it first. You know, everything is first for you. So I'm like a second generation because right. my, my parents, my, my dad was already here, so he's done all the legwork and mm-hmm. I'm coming here. But 
even though but the, the the physical so he was able to like give me like lectures on you know where who to stay away from you know what to do next how to you know all these things like preparation for college and all these things and, and things like that you know so um and i you you came to you went to florida right mm -hmm. so this so i came to boston so i think your weather was already tied to like jamaican yeah. type weather right yeah. so uh so some Jamaican people and a lot of exactly so it like in 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 Boston in general in Massachusetts that's there's, there's a, a strong Nigerian community but it was just like the area that we stayed stayed in we didn't really have that much and and it was Boston man so we came in like summertime and like I think by August or September the weather drops yeah, yeah. Yeah. and so I came from like a a, a, a 90 <laughs> 90 plus degrees you know to 100 yeah. weather and even though I looked for, remember, home alone was one of my things back home. Mm -hmm. So I was ready for the winter. But that snow, bro. <laughs> when the snow hit me, I mean, first it was sweet. We played in the snow and then we started getting this, man, my hand was cold. So I ran into the house and trying to warm it up. But it was too late because I turned, I turned the, 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 the faucet all the way to, to hot. Before my dad could tell me to stop, my hand was already in, in the hot water. And that was like a, a, a reaction from it. It's like from cold to hot. It was this pain in my hand. I was screaming and my dad was like, nah, you know, it was just like a, a lot of stuff that we, mm -hmm. I mean, and it, I mean, we were, we were cold, man. It was not the way that we were used to. And it, it was, it was, it was, that was, it was a, it was a good experience. You know? So on that geographical space and, change your location I mean what did you have any experience on that like but obviously tropical tropical weather Florida, Florida is yeah. <laughs> Florida is 90 miles from Jamaica Florida is 90 miles from Jamaica so it was nothing you know when I landed in Florida the only thing that made Florida a little different was we came in at night so the place was like a big 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 like it's just lights everywhere but once you get on the ground, <laughs> this is dirty. Yeah. It looked like the only thing primarily that made me know I was in America was the roads. That's right. That's, that's what I was trying to, earlier when I was telling you when I said when I came to America, the thing changed. That's what I was trying to, I, I was trying to see what your experience was because when I came here too, uh, like the visual from the flight, mm -hmm. you know, it was good. But when I hit the road, yeah. It was more like, even though it was a lot better, I mean, in my capital city, which is like, uh, at the time, it's, it's Abuja, but the, before that was Lagos. There's some places in Lagos, was like, yo, off the chain, you know? So when I was coming to America, when I saw, and, you know, and then we're driving and I saw beggars, I saw beggars in the street. I'm like, yo, y'all have beggar? Like, I'm talking to my dad, like, what's going on? Is, is this guy, I mean, the guy is white. Y'all have beggars in America too? So it was just like right there, reality was just kicking in like, hey, is is the is the is the promised land? That's what we call it, you know, in Nigeria. In, at least in my in my view, you know, back then, in back home, this is the promised land. This is where anything is possible. But the green land, you know. But at the same time, I didn't have the visual of the whole that even the citizens, the local citizens in America, was going through stuff or had the whole vision of trying to make it too. So I came in. I was seeing people staying in the street. It was kind of like, 
is this are we still in America yeah, did you trick me I mean what's going on here you know so that's what I was trying to ask you earlier like when you hit the streets of Florida what was your like did your mind was in Jamaica when I hit the streets of Florida because I only I only went in a car my first three months here I only went in a car once so like from the airport to the to the lady's house and uh, uh, nah I went in the car for the first two months, I was in the car once, and then I got a job. So, like the experience was, I was in Jamaica. There was nothing. The place was dirty. There was like people begging everywhere. People living under the bridge. People like it was, you know. So I did a lot of walking, riding a bicycle around, and stuff like that. But I mean, it was, it was hot, <laughs> like crazy. I never, I never thought it was gonna be. It's hot, not, not even in Jamaica, it's not even there, because it's always breezy. But in Florida, it's hot, it's crap. And um, I mean, Florida is, is exactly like Jamaica. There was nothing, nothing except for the road, the highways, and space wise. You know, there's not, you don't see a lot of people walking. Everybody's driving cars driving, everywhere. Yeah. You know, so like in Jamaica, you see a lot of foot traffic. People walking around their two feet. You know, a lot of people have cars or bicycles. So um, the experience as far as leaving Jamaica, coming here, there wasn't nothing that kind of significantly stood out that kind of said, yes, you in America. Except for the roads, the highways. And yeah, the better roads. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of the, I mean, that's, Jamaica and Florida are in the same geographical time zone setup. So. Oh man, it was nice talking to you. Uh, it brings us towards the end of the segment. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, thank you out here, uh, my brother Lion. Yeah, right we're from uh, Jamaica. Mm. Uh, alligator bun. Mm. Alligator mm-hmm. bun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, next uh, next episode of his. Uh, uh, Lion is going to be co-hosting, uh, which is going to be uh, uh, Surviving America. We're just going to speak on uh, our experience surviving, or how we survive, and the mentality and what made us survive the, you know, America moving uh, yeah, forward. Excited, man. So, thank you for uh, uh, coming out today, brother. And yeah. I'll see you in the next episode. And uh, it's DJ Skino, uh, Immigrant Talk. I'll see you next week. Thanks.